Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with the CEO of Main Squeeze Juice Company, Thomas Naito. And Main Squeeze Juice Company, based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, has been franchising its fast casual juice and smoothie bar concept since 2017. Main Squeeze's mission is to make healthier easier, and the company's nutritionist designed superfood-centric menu does exactly that by offering a daily source of plant-based nutrition packed with a natural and quick energy. We're going to talk to Tom about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews, so stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with the CEO of Main Squeeze Juice Company, Thomas Naedo, and Main Squeeze Juice Company is based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, and has been franchising its fast, casual juice and smoothie bar concept since 2017. Hi, Thomas. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. This is my pleasure, Tom. It's great to have you on the show. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Tom? I'm calling from New Orleans, Louisiana, at our headquarters office here on Chapatula Street. Um, oh, beautiful. So this is where our, uh, our, the actual headquarters office is based out of, uh, in the, uh, the heart of uptown New Orleans. That's terrific. Maybe, you know, Tom, you were, you were there at the beginning, weren't you? And it, it's a great story because I know the story because I researched it. But maybe you could talk a little bit about the history of Main Squeeze Juice Company and, you know, how the whole thing came about. Sure. Well, I, you know, the truth is I, I, I quite frankly, kind of stumbled into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my background was I was with AT&T for 10 years, and then I, yeah. I did a franchise concept with a buddy of mine um, called In-N-Out Smart Repair. Mm-hmm. Um, the cell phone repair technology, we ended up uh, becoming the fastest growing player in that space and opened 78 locations in about three years and then sold to um, the largest player in the space now, CPR, uh, cell phone repair. Um, And then from there, I was looking kind of for my next venture, my next deal. I was checking out a cell phone repair concept at Lake Charles, Mm -hmm. Louisiana, and literally kind of stumbled into this uh, mom and pop juice bar, main squeeze that was just about to open. And, um, so I, uh, I got introduced to the owners of that store and was just blown away from the designs of the products to everything. And, you know, being from somebody that's from South Louisiana here and yeah. the good old, uh, you know, Cajun Creole uh, cuisine <laughs> right, that we right. have in New Orleans that have been the most yeah. responsible person with what I put in my body. And I just couldn't <laughs> believe that I was drinking cold-pressed juice and beet juice right. and vegetable juice, and I was loving it. And, uh, every, you know, I just never – had tried anything that was so healthy that tasted so good. Wow. And, uh, and then, of course, after trying everything, you know, I just felt like a million bucks, and I was like yeah. a former caffeine addict. You never saw me without a cup of coffee in my hand. <laughs> and uh, I just yeah. couldn't believe how much energy I had. Like, after trying all, I was like, man, what's going on here? Like, I feel like a million bucks. And they're like, man, you've got two to four pounds of produce and yeah. every single bottle of juice. And uh, so, yeah, it's getting infused straight into your bloodstream. I was like, wow, man, I would come here every single day. And my light bulb wow. moment happened and uh, decided to uh, create the franchise entity. That was uh, May of uh, 2017 is when I had that initial visit. Pop stores actually, I visited them the Thursday before they opened on that upcoming Monday. And uh, so I knew on Thursday that this this is what I wanted to do uh, intuitively. But I said, well, well, let me just see what they do for the first 30 days just to kind of confirm what my gut's telling me. And certainly they they blew it out of the water and, you know, sold out of everything, continued to sell out everything by like 2, 3 o'clock every day and um, wow. had fantastic, unbelievable sales. And, and it was confirmation for me. And then I uh, kind of put the, uh, brought my brother-in-law, who was also our attorney, mm-hmm. in and out, uh, brought him into the mix. And then we founded basically the franchise entity that was June of 17. Uh, so shortly thereafter, got got to work on creating the operating manual, the development manual, uh, our FDD, uh, the systems and processes that are, 
uh, it can be streamlined and replicated very easily. Right. Um, training curriculum, and then we started franchising September of 17, and hey, the rest is history. Right? We opened our first franchise location uh, September of 2018, uh, and then now we have 20. We're actually opening our 25th location uh, this coming weekend, Lake Conroe, Houston, and um, you know we've got another uh, 50 plus that are in various stages of development. That's incredible. It's a, it, it's a great story, Tom, and it's why, you know, we started this show, you know, 15 years ago, you know, and, and interesting, you know, something exciting has happened because I know about, you know, this partnership uh, you have with, with Thomas Morstead. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I think that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's been an incredible partnership. And, um, I, yeah, I'll actually back up just a second even before Thomas because Thomas actually came into the picture because of Marcus Colston. Um, oh, right. Colston. Uh, yeah, that, which is a whole very interesting, funny story, actually. We just got started. I mean, so like I told you, we started franchising September of 17. And uh, it was just me, Michael, and uh, uh, yeah, a guy, uh, Jesse Williams, who is our mm-hmm. sales executive. And he's also worked for me for a long time with AT&T and right. did in and out with me and then, you know, jump ship. And he just can't get rid of him. He follows me around. You know? <laughs> um, That's great. And so <laughs> – it was just us three, and so I have him kind of working, you know, sales prospects, trying to get some leads, and he yeah. was like, man, can we pay, like, you know, this $500 package on LinkedIn so I can do direct messages to people? I'm going right. to try to hit up athletes and, you yeah. know, be, you know, high-profile high individuals. I'm like, dude, no, that's a waste of money. And of course, in, your, in the beginning, you don't have any money, you know? So right, I'm of like, course. No, don't, we're not spending money doing that. He was like, well, I think I should do it anyway, and he, uh, he ends up paying for it himself, Uh and then uh, sends out a bunch of personalized messages to different people, one of which was Marcus Colston. And it right. just so happens that the very moment that he sends this kind of uh, shot in the dark to Marcus Colston, that Marcus at the same time was just having a conversation with his wife, Emily, uh, right. in, in New Jersey. And basically they were just talking about, man, I wish we had like a really healthy smoothie and juice option right. up here. It would be so awesome. Like we don't have that up here. And then he gets that LinkedIn message from Jesse. That's amazing. Um, and so it was just kind of stars aligned, very odd. We ended up setting up a call. We ended up meeting him. He ended up coming down and checking out of the Lake Charles store and uh, kind of, you know, got to know each other very well. We kind of uh, dated before we got married, per se. Right. And, uh, before we had an official partnership, we kind of had a more unofficial uh, kind of partnership um, in the beginning. And bottom line is once we really knew that this was the right fit for both of us, yeah. Um, which is very important that we have right. that, that we're the right fit for for his personal brand and that he was the right fit for our brand. Uh, we uh, had a temper. We let him buy in at ten percent to the uh, franchise company. We we're doing a capital raise, and um, and so he he kind of came on board. What was that November of uh, November of eighteen? Okay, uh, officially, and then from there thomas and marcus obviously both super bowl champs at, right. uh with the saints uh knew each other very well thomas really respects uh marcus uh for the work that he's done uh, and success that he's had really off the field and in the world of entrepreneurship and yeah. uh then you know uh we opened a location that was literally a i mean two blocks away pretty much a few blocks away from where thomas uh Morstead and his family lives, and uh, he just found himself, like, uh, opening his fridge uh, every morning, and it's fully stocked with Main Squeeze, and it just became wow. a part of uh, his family's lifestyle, and 
uh, he loved the brand and kind of ran into me like when I was doing a store visit one day and right. uh, we just got to talking and then went to lunch with him and his wife and just, I mean, by the way, like Thomas Morstead may be like the best human being that I've ever met. Uh, he's really? like, wow. uh, such an amazing person. And, uh, and so it was kind of like we, we, you know, at the time we didn't necessarily have uh, an opportunity to, to do anything official, but kind of similar to Marcus, we just kind of, courted each other, got to know each right. other, you know, and kept the relationship strong. And then there was an opportunity to uh, let him buy wow. in a, a few points, um, three percentage points of the company. Right. And, and so he jumped all over it and we made it happen. And I got to tell you, it's been an incredible partnership having both of those guys. I had a call with them just two days ago and they're actively involved uh, with the brand and they're, they're you know, they're super passionate about what we're doing. And yeah, it's great. That's amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. In, in the 15 years that I've been doing the show, too, Tom, I've had a couple of football players on the show. I, I don't know if you're a Saints fan, but I'm sure that would probably help, right? Hardcore <laughs> season it. ticket holder, absolutely, yes. <laughs> That's terrific. The, um, the, the product line is, 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 is fascinating. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, you could talk a little bit, you know, about some of the products uh, that you have at Main Squeeze Juice Company. I'm on the website right now, actually. It's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, look, it's all about honest, holistic, 100% plant-based menu uh, yeah. options is what we, we serve to our customers. So kind of we, we sell a few things, uh, have quite a few things on our menu, but um, not too many things because that's always right. a problem too if you have too many options. Sure. But right. our core is really our cold-pressed juice, uh, our superfood smoothies, and our acai bowls. So. Our cold press juice, we literally fresh press our juice every day in house with like a thirty thousand um, dollar uh, juicer that is a vertical press wow. that basically gets all the nutrients out of the fruits and vegetables without right. heating throughout the process, which means that uh, you know you're getting a hundred percent of all the nutritional value of those fruits and vegetables and the juice and um, and so we do that across the board. We're committed to making that fresh in every right. store, um, and, uh, and we worked with some of the best chefs in the, uh, in the world out of Las Vegas, actually, to really hone in on uh, the taste, and that was, uh, yeah. that's a big deal in this space. Yes. Is, uh, a lot right. of, you have some, some you know, juice bars out there and, and some health concepts out there, and they're catering to people that, what I say and how I characterize it, it is they already get it, right? They right. already have the palate right. for, uh, you know, for, for healthy eatery and Right. Uh, they're already on the health and wellness bandwagon, which is fantastic. Um, but what about all the people, like, yeah, the people that I live with here in South Louisiana, right, right who they, sure. we need a bridge to get there. Right. Uh, and so uh, we really wanted to make a product that not only was holistic and true and honest and, uh, you know, full of nutritional value, but it also tasted amazing. And so um, we balanced those recipes out with some great chefs and, uh, and we, we have our own software system that we built and created from the ground floor. And uh, at every single location, they have what's called a juice hub portal uh, that mm. we built that, that basically scales all the recipes to the T based off of, wow. you know, what your cell rate is and making sure you have enough juice on the shelf but not too much. Right. And, and right. it scales up and down that recipe based off the batch sizes that you need, um, which is really cool. So just, and, and again, another another cool unique thing that we do that nobody else does because everybody else is using excel spreadsheets for the recipes and then there's, <laughs> right. there's a lot of variants from you know from batch to batch and so our our variance is uh 
is is you know to a very minimum uh as minimal as it can possibly be i would say um our smoothies are uh kind of unlike any other smoothies out there no ice uh no oh, wow. fillers no no additives it's just straight up whole vegetables whole fruits um we we use plant bases for the mm-hmm. liquids uh so you know coconut water that we get from young coconuts of thailand out of thailand um orange juice uh almond milk rice milk um Wow. You know, so everything's 100% plant-based. The only thing we're adding to the smoothies is literally organic superfood uh, enhancers, um, and uh, it, it's incredible. It's like a thick, dense superfood smoothie. It's like a sorbet in this consistency because what we do is we uh, we take fresh bananas, we uh, stage them to a certain ripening stage, then we freeze right. them at a certain temperature uh, for 24 to 48 hours, and then that's basically the base that we use for the smoothie and substitute of the ice, wow. and that's what gives it that creamy, thick consistency. Um, so they're incredible. Uh, we've won all sorts of awards for them. Uh, wow. Our acai bowl is uh, really cool. It's wild-harvested acai from the Amazon rainforest. So wow. we literally partner with indigenous tribes in the That's Amazon amazing. rainforest, who literally the, the tribes like climb the trees, they pick the berries, right. and then they uh, they they drive them, they boat them rather over to our partner company Nativa down there, who cleans and processes uh, everything um, for us, and then basically flash freezes that organic wild harvested acai and ships them uh, straight to our to our distributor, which which ships them straight to the doors. Um, it's incredible. It's like the true Brazilian style acai bowl. People come from all over uh, to get them. They really are. We That's incredible, milk. Tom. It, it, right, we I was just saying, look, look, look what we it, do. Lattes, oh, we do toast. We have some other stuff too. It's it's great. I mean, just but you know, when you told your story in the beginning, you know, it's just like you're you're a, a normal person in the sense that you know, I'm like I was a lot like you, and I still am. It's a sense of drinking coffee all the time, you know, but you said that, you know, you try yeah. this product and the benefit, and now you have all of this energy, you know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's what I think a lot oh, yeah. of people want, right? And, and, and you want it to taste good, which it, it sounds like it tastes great. I was looking at like some of them, like the, um, I was looking at like the blue tart smoothie and it's like, I was looking at some of the ingredients, like, I mean, there's algae in there, isn't there? And they say, like, how, how do you even get that? You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. Do, do yeah. you have a favorite, Tom? I mean, do you, I mean, it's your baby, so it's hard oh, to say, man, okay, do you have a favorite? Oh man, that all the time. Yeah, I know. And I'm just gonna give you the honest answer. The honest answer is my favorites really have changed, uh, and they continue yeah. to change. And, and I guess wow. that actually speaks to uh, we, we really. I'll tell you this: another interesting fact, and mm-hmm. I really don't know what it is at, at other across other brands, but I just think it's interesting that every one of our smoothies has taken turns mm-hmm. uh, at different periods of time across different stores as being the number one smoothie. So I that think that's pretty mind, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually it's always like, okay, well, these are always going to be your, your top sellers. Right. Uh, but, you know, really, honestly, all of our smoothies uh, are fantastic. My favorite, if I had to say, hey, what's my favorite, I have to say what's my favorite right now, uh, which is going to be our green protein elevated. Uh, oh, wow. and so that's that's been my go-to, and, and I add some extra protein in there, too. I'm uh, trying to, you know, get back in the gym right. and uh, – so it's a it's a good uh, supplement for me after I, I get a workout in. Do you have supple, uh, Do you have like seasonal too? I noticed you had a pumpkin on there too, right? It's like you know you see a lot of pumpkin yeah. of course this time of year, you know. But is that a seasonal type of thing, or is that like all year round? Yeah, it is. We do seasonal products just to kind of keep yeah. things fresh and exciting and interesting right. and uh, in season. So uh, you've got the pumpkin spice lineup. We have a toast 
we have the smoothie, we have our lattes, uh, both frozen and fueled, hot. Um, and then, uh, you know, Mardi Gras, we, we have like the king cake smoothie. Um, you know, during the summer, we, we come out with something. And then uh, we have like our watermelon line that we do for our juices during watermelon season. So, yeah, we, we try to capitalize on, um, you know, di- when, when different uh, fruits, uh, you know, that aren't typically available year-round uh, right. come in season, we, we definitely try to capitalize on that. The plant-based thing is not going away either, Tom. I, I saw recently, you know, McDonald's just announced, like, they're, they're testing, a, I guess it's like a, a plant-based burger, you know. But it, it is amazing because McDonald's has been around a very long time, you know. They're just finally, right. after all of this time getting into it, you know, you, you've been doing it quite some time now. But it, it seems like the plant-based thing is just, it, it's going to get bigger, isn't it? It, it? it is, man. And I try to tell people, I'm a very simple-minded person, honestly, when yeah. it comes down to it. Um, yeah. And just think about it, man. Like, from uh, you know, from 1990 to 2000, did people mm-hmm. become more conscious or less conscious of what they're putting in their body? They became more, more conscious. conscious, right? You had right. internet, you had more access to resources and education, mm-hmm. information, documentaries right. started coming out. From 2000 to 2010, in 2010, did people become more conscious or less conscious than 2000? More they became conscious. more conscious. Right. Right. From 2010 to 2020, people, especially with the pandemic, do they become more conscious or less conscious? Certainly more, more. right. So at the end of the day, we're selling, it's like what you said, it's, it's plant-based, it's fruits and vegetables right. is really what we sell. And right. fruits and vegetables, I can tell you, they're not going anywhere. The demand for That's all right. natural, healthy, right. clean eatery only continues to rise. Uh, you see that reflected in kind of the big chains like KFC and McDonald's and Burger right. King and all these guys, everybody's kind of getting getting the message and they're, they're right. trying to, um, you know, do their version of uh, catering to, to that audience and that customer base. But it's not going away. It's only going to continue right. to climb. And think about now, you have the parents, right, that are now raising their, their, their kids that are growing right. up on organic right. food. Right? I mean, I don't know about yep. you, but I didn't grow up on organic food. You know neither, what I'm saying? Neither, like, right. My mom was a doctor. She was a family practice doctor. My dad <laughs> worked full time, and we had five kids in the house. And it was wow. like, what's quickest and fastest right. and easiest? Macaroni and, and cheese. You know, so <laughs> the generation that's coming up is just uh, – yeah. it's, it's different. So now you have kind yeah. of that whole wave uh, of, of new generations that are coming up that are going to make this even more um, more important in terms of uh, focusing on, on plant-based diets and Again, all natural, healthy, clean. Right. Theory. Yeah, I guess it's safe to say it, it's it's a big industry and it's a growing industry, isn't it, Tom? It is, and it's a there's a great demand for it. But actually, the interesting thing, and, and it's why, quite frankly, even my competitors, um, you know, they're they're doing very well. Everybody who's doing what we are doing and doing right. it. Uh, well, decently well, I will say. Okay. Yeah. They're doing great. All right. Yeah. Everybody's right. growing because right. while the demand continues to climb, think about think about the supply that's out there today. The supply is right. very very low, relatively right. speaking, to the demand. That's right. and, yeah. uh, and and that's why everybody who's doing what we're doing is kind of killing it right now. And um, and and you know it's uh, you know for us we see a very very long um, future ahead of us that's bright and exciting and, uh, and very, no pun intended, fruitful for us. Sure. Yeah. No, and I, I, I think that's terrific. Do you get the question, Tom? I mean, like what distinguishes 
main squeeze juice company from, you know, other competitors that are out there? Absolutely, yeah. First of all, um, you know, who I consider direct competitors would not – well, let me just tell you who I do not consider direct mm-hmm. competitors. Is, um, people ask me all the time, but like Smoothie King, right. uh, Tropical Smoothie, um, Planet Nutrition, uh, right. Planet Smoothie. You know, those guys really, yes, they have the word smoothie in their menu lineup, mm-hmm. but I can tell right. you that they're going after a totally different customer. Uh, that we go after. So my competitors would be like Clean Juice, Nectar, uh, Pressed, um, companies like that. Uh, right. They're really focused on holistic um, foods and superfood smoothies and cold-pressed juice um, in, in their lineup, for their, their menu lineup. Because um, you got to remember, like, if you're not, you know, uh, cold-pressed juice makes up 40 to 50% of our total sales. Okay. So, wow. I mean, it's not like a small piece to what we do. Right. Um, that is a big differentiator, actually, at, while I'm saying that, even to our regular competitors who um, uh, nectar, clean juice, their sales of juice are make up, you know, 20 to 30 percent to where okay. ours make up about 40 to 50 percent. And I'm just going to attribute that to the fact that we're fresh pressing it in-house. Right. Nectar doesn't do that for cold-pressed juice. They actually do something called uh, HPPing and uh, it's high pressure pasteurization, and they kind of do it in large batches, and then I guess uh, wholesale it back to their franchisees to resell to customers. Um, but the problem, obviously, when you HVP is you're killing some of the nutrients. Uh, I and see. our customers know the difference. They're looking for fresh. They're looking for wow. something that they can't get anywhere else. If you want to get cold pressed juice in the grocery store, you can do that. Sure. But look at it. It's pasteurized. It's HPP. It's right. either heated or it's high okay. pressure pasteurized. And uh, the commitment to fresh is really a big differentiator uh, for us. And, of course, just the, the taste of the product is just bar none. Um, uh, so there's no comparison to uh, how our products taste relative to, to the competitors that we have out there. Um, and then, I, you know, I think the other thing that makes us um, very competitive is the fact that we have um, incredible branding, our packaging, our design, mm-hmm. um, our actual yeah. store layouts, our storefronts. I don't know if you're looking at you know, any of the, uh, the, the yes. in-store pictures, but, yeah. you know, it's really the best in the industry. Nobody nobody really stacks up to um, to our branding and our packaging and our store design. And um, maybe the final point that I would just say is the mm-hmm. fact that we did invest heavily uh, before I had any franchises. I hired four full-time software developers, understand the po- understanding the power of data and how important um, a powerful uh, yes. business management tool is to the front line. My vision was I wanted to be able to take all of the streamline to as much as possible leveraging uh, software to be able to take as much burden off of the franchisees from administration and inventory and, uh, you know, feedback and workforce management and timekeeping, and I wanted them to be able to spend and reallocate all of that saved time into the customer experience and creating an awesome culture with their team and spending time uh, building strong relationships with the customers that we have and in the communities that we're serving. Um, so I think that's pretty competitive. That's an advantage that we have that nobody else has is yeah. that, you know, we have, we built our own point of sale. That's customized proprietary just for main squeeze. We have a proprietary customer feedback tool. We have an SMS marketing campaign tool that, wow. that's built in to where we can custom text our customers based off of their purchasing behaviors and patterns right. uh, based off what they are purchasing the most and they like the most. And so we can target promotions just for them. And uh, we have, you know, so I think that is a, a game changer just maybe on the, um, 
from a franchise on the franchisee side of it, um, mm-hmm. not, you know, not necessarily to the to the customer side, but uh, that's you know, those are kind of the main things that I'd say make us stand apart. It sounds like you took your experience that from AT and T and In and Out and and, and, and you, you applied it to Main Suites, didn't you, Todd? Definitely, uh, it's where AT and T is such a blessing to be able to work for that organization. Yeah. Uh, for almost 10 years, and so certainly learned all my, you know, skills, you know, regarding workforce management, right. multi-unit management, and, um, you know, uh, retail and customer experience and marketing and uh, and all that stuff. So certainly took uh, all of my learned experience there uh, and put that into this. I've got to tell you, I learned – I might have even learned more, maybe applicable to, like, relative to what I'm doing – uh, with my uh, experience that I had in my, the former venture um, with In and Out Smart Repair, because yeah. that was my first franchising experience, I right. you know came in and, and helped my buddy uh, start and scale this franchise. We took it from a, a few locations and opened the '78, and um, in a relatively short period of time. And uh, that's and I was a you know at that with that company I was a 10% owner. I was the COO right. uh, of the company. Yeah, it was my position there. And I got to tell you, being able to go through that, it's taught me so much and I learned so much. Most honestly, if I'm being real, which I, I'm going to be with you today uh, and, and always, is most of what not to do. I learned most of what <laughs> right. not to do through that That's experience. Great. Um, for some reason, those lessons tend to uh, stick with yes. me even, even more. Uh, so, yeah, no, definitely uh, an accumulated uh you know, uh, experience from from both AT and T and In and Out that that played into um, where we are today. It's a benefit of franchising, isn't it, Tom? For people to invest in a franchise opportunity is to also not make the same mistakes, right? That that you know maybe you made in exactly. the past, you know, with you know with your past experience, you know, and, and I think that's certainly a value. Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about franchising because I know that you are selective, Tom. You know, when it comes to taking on new franchisees. So what types of characteristics or traits do you look for then in your franchisees? What's important to you? So, uh, and that's a great question. And uh, it is one of those things of, uh, one of those lessons of, the, you know, learning what not to do. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one day if I ever write a book, uh, one of my chapters will be, uh, um, you know, the art of not doing the deal. Uh, in the art of not accepting a check, you know, and and learning to say no and when you need to say no and why and what the triggers are to say no. And, um, because just because somebody has the money and the capital to do a deal with you, uh, that, that, that should just be the very, you know, that's kind of ladder to what's, what's most important. Of course, you have to have that, um, you have to have the capital requirements, but, uh, that, that should not ever be the deciding factor. Um, right. Uh, the number one thing that I'm looking for is uh, passion for who we are and what we do. There has to be an alignment with the uh, core values for the brand and like what our what we believe, what our philosophy is about people, right. about team, about customer experience means to them and what it means to us. There has to be a philosophical uh, fit there and. Look, right. that's not to say – I'm not saying that I want everybody to be the exact same. Like, we need diversity. We embrace diversity, um, you know, across all walks, and not only just diversity in, like, how we look, but the diversity in how people think. Like, diversity right. is a very, very good thing. Yes. Uh, but there must be 
uh, an alignment with core values, the, ph- right. the philosophy yeah. of the brand. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Uh, because just because somebody's not the right fit for us doesn't mean that they're a bad entrepreneur, that they sure. wouldn't be successful and not right. going to be successful. That's really not what it doesn't mean that they're bad and right. you know, they're not good enough. It just means it's not the right fit for them right. and for us, for either one of us. Uh, because, if, for example, if you're, you know, when I have people that are, you know, come in and, and they're going through our process and all they're asking about is just the ROI, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, mm-hmm. the numbers, the numbers. Those are right. important, by the way. You have to be able to talk to those. We have our item 19, and, we're of course, we have to speak to all those things. But when all you're showing me that you care about is just the numbers and you're not asking right. any other questions and talking about the value of creating culture with your team and mm-hmm. what the customer experience means to you and the passion to be able to spread kind of our mission, which is making healthy easier uh, to your community, then I know that it's not going to be the right fit because I don't want to partner with people that all they care about is money. I want you to, I need everybody to care about money, but I don't want it to be all that you care about. And that's not, look, there's so many franchises out there that are profitable, that are great investments. Right. Um, And so that person can find a good fit. In, in a concept that, you know, is going to have good cost of goods, good labor, it's good content, concept, go, you know, th- there's a fit there for that, that candidate. But for us, we kind of do something that's pretty cool. We, we get to, we have a different, we have a larger picture in mind when it comes to making mm-hmm. profits. We want to make profits, but we want to be able to help people at the same time. And, right. and that's what we do. It's kind of cool to have a franchise concept that, uh, yeah, you can create wealth for you and your family, but you can do that while impacting people's lives and helping empowering people to look better, to feel better, to, to be the best versions of themselves. And, and that's the kind of passion and alignment that I'm looking for, somebody that really gets that. Uh, yeah. Really at the core, like that's part of who they are and, 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 and why they're passionate about uh, being a part of Main Squeeze. Because if you're not passionate about the mission, this is in my opinion, if you're not passionate about it, when the going gets tough, you're just yeah, going to quit. That's you're just right. going to give up. Because it yeah. doesn't mean anything to you outside of numbers. So there's got to be something deeper connected with, with, with that um, core value, with the mission of the brand, the purpose of the brand. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you certainly have to be well capitalized. You have to have right. uh, more, you know, even like where we know what our average investments actually are, but we, I make sure that whenever we're doing a deal with somebody that they have more than enough uh, right. capital because that is another, it's the number one reason that, you know, fundamentally, uh, you know, franchises fail and, and small businesses fail is they're undercapitalized. Right. So, you know, you got to have enough gas to put in the machine that's right. Uh, to be able to get to where you want to be, get to where you want to go. Um, but, uh, you know, so it, but it's more focused on alignment to the brand, passion and purpose. Uh, I'm looking for a proven track record, by the way. Um, you mm. know, I think early on, all franchises, you kind of do like deals with, you mm-hmm. kind of, you might roll some dice with greener people. Um, right. But for right. me, like, you know, I want a proven track record. I want you, I want, you've got to be able to show me as a leader that you have, uh, there's a track record of success that I has see, followed right. you. So whether, right. you know, no matter what you were doing before in your past, you know, do we have a track record of success? 
Um, that's a big component because if you're a, you know, winners are winners and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that are going to fight to win and they're not going to quit. They're not going to give up and success is the only option and failure isn't even something that we talk about. Uh, that's who we're looking for. Uh, so that track record of success kind of helps speak to that testimony of like, who is this person? Uh, and and it, it doesn't mean that I, you know, doesn't mean anything other than the odds are more favorable when you have the evidence of, of historical success. That's great. It's very powerful. It, it, and I could steal a quote from you. I, I, I saw in an article with you, you said something like, you said, it's not what you do, but why you do it. Right. And that's, yeah, that's exactly. how you got involved in the whole process too, isn't it? Is, you know, why you do it. Did it won me over this brand? Like I told you what happened. I stumbled into the concept. I'm not the healthiest person on the face of the planet. Never right. have been. My mom could never get me to eat vegetables when I was a kid <laughs> all the way up yeah. until this point. Honestly, I just never ate vegetables. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, it won me over. And I'm like, man, that's wonderful. If you can win me over, like yeah. you can win the world. You can work on like, anybody. You can win anybody. <laughs> That's great. It, it, it's, a, it's a great yeah. story, Tom. What, talk, talk a little bit about the training. How does the training work, Tom, uh, you know, once you decide that, you know, someone is a fit? I mean, do they, would they come down to corporate headquarters for that? How does that work? Yeah, so what we do is basically after we go through all the due diligence processes of our sales process and, you know, we end up, you know, getting to the point where we uh, sign the, the, um, the franchise agreement, um, the first thing that happens is there's a kickoff call with my development director who basically mm-hmm. kind of uh, sends them an email with access to all of our resources on, right. uh, and our drives and our documents, all the resources that they need, our training curriculum, and then also kind of explains the, the development process with them. We do require that everybody reads and an- annotizes. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll actually make notes and, and analyze the uh, development manual that we have. And then right. they come back and kind of, uh, I make sure that they've retained all that information, that they understand the process, and then we just start kind of hand-holding them through the process and walking through that process with them. On the training side of it, when we get to that part of the process, which is, of course, after real estate, which is like the longest, uh, generally speaking, um, real estate, design, construction, in the middle of construction, they would come to, uh, typically we try to slate it, you know, while they're uh, between 45 and 30 days, uh, to completion on their construction project. Uh, they right. come into Main Squeeze University training. It's a two-week training, one week in the classroom setting, mm-hmm. and then another week is going is actually in the store. Um, and they're working uh, pretty intense. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's basically seven days uh, straight. We give one day break, and then there's another six days straight. Um, and they're just learning all things Main Squeeze. They're learning the brand, the philosophy, how to use our system, how to, you know, hone in on the operations side of it, scheduling, admin, uh, coaching, hiring, firing, the whole bit. Uh, and then in the stores where they get to learn, you know, juicing, making the products, uh, delivering on the extraordinary experience of the customers, juice education, product education, the whole bit, and getting to practice that and put it all together. Um, and then uh, that's kind of the university side of it. And then that's typically with the franchisee and their general manager, Um and then uh, when we get close to after construction is complete, uh, as long as we have our minimum requirements met for uh, staff training, uh, we actually deploy a team out to, uh, to the location, uh, and we, which is what we, we did actually this past weekend at the Lake Conroe location that's opening this weekend. 
Um, and my team goes out there. They do store setup for a few days, which is they mm-hmm. set the store up exactly the same, just like we have it at every other location, and kind of gets everything ready to go for the training team. Then the training team comes in starting Thursday night, and then Friday night, and then all day Saturday and Sunday, and we have a big friends and family event to celebrate Sunday night. Uh, but my right. team goes out there, and they actually conduct the training uh, with the team members um, for the franchisee, I should say with the franchisee. Um, and then we, we silently open the location, meaning like we just turn the open sign on. We don't tell anybody and advertise mm-hmm. it to anybody that we are open so that at a very slow pace, uh, right. my team can, who stays behind uh, reinforces all the training that they learned um, through the weekend. And at a very slow environment, they get to practice, we get to coach them and kind of ready up for the big weekend, which is always typically that next following weekend, which is going to be this weekend for Lake Conroe, like I said, and, uh, and that opening event starts Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then my team exits out. We, we help them through the opening weekend. And then after that, so we do the store setup, staff training, the development week where they're reinforcing the training. We help them get to the opening. And then we exit out after uh, the planes lifted off the ground and they've successfully opened their location. That's terrific. You, you gave a lot of great advice during this, this interview, Tom. And, and you know, the, the way you, you discovered Main Squeeze, I don't want to say it certainly wasn't an accident, you know, because there's no such thing as accidents, but, you know, you, you, you right. kind of stumbled upon it. For, for our listeners, what advice would you give to them in their quest to buy a franchise? Because, you know, because you've been involved in franchising for a long time now, you know, and there's so much out there to choose from, it becomes a little bit overwhelming. You mentioned things like passion and things like that, which are all very important. But yeah. what, what advice would you give to them in the beginning phases of someone who, who just says, you know, I, I'm, I'm very interested in getting into a franchise? Where, where do they begin or how do they begin? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that it starts with, hey, what are you passionate about? Like, what's mm-hmm. something that gets you excited that you really right. want to be a part of beyond just the, the monetary investment? I think that is right. first and foremost. Don't just go and shop for numbers. And, you know, right. like, you find something that you would lo- that you really can see yourself loving to be a part of and, and getting behind in terms of, you know, the, what, what the brand stands for and, and the mission behind the brand. Then right. after that, I would say – Look, you really want to make sure uh, – ask questions about process. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Why, are mm. people fran- why do people franchise? Um, I know you've been talking about, like, athletes. Uh, you know, i got yep. Thomas Morstead and Colson. They're involved right. at the franchisor level. But, you know, there's a reason that, like, athletes in franchising is a recent trend and, and more and more yeah. athletes are turning to outside revenue sources and looking for a way to carry their legacy beyond playing times. And right. many are finding franchising to be a great option for the same reason of why most people will look at franchises because they're looking for a system playbook that's already yeah. baked out and created. Athletes right. are great when you have playbooks and you can tell them exactly how to do what they need to do, the way that it needs to be done. You have that playbook. Um, and that's the concept of franchising is having that really good foundation of systems and processes. And we've kind of figured out all the things not to do and what you need to do to be right. able to maximize your odds of success. Uh, that's, that's the known theory. And what I think every franchisor would tell you uh, when you're talking to them or vetting them, but I would dig deeper is my advice. Yeah. I would advice. dig deeper. I would not just listen to what they're saying at, surface level, I, I would want to ask lots of questions, detailed questions about their process. Like, oh, we're going to help you find real estate. And okay, well, how are you going to help me find real estate? What are you right, doing I specifically see. with right. real estate? Because I can tell you I've invested over $100,000 in 
$40,000 a year for life to be able to have big data and uh, reverse geocode all of our customer nice. rewards loyalty data to be able to know exactly who my customers are, where they are. I go and score the site. It's going to like tell me exactly what the site's going to do and revenue. I know where I need to be. I know ne- where we need to be hunting so we're not wasting time so the developers aren't bringing us to places that we just have available territory, which are typically uh, new development areas, but they don't have the density that we need to be successful. And so right. you know, there's a lot of details that go into every little step of the process for develop for, for uh, construction and design. Tell me specifically what is the process. So mm-hmm. I would just dig and ask. And, and yeah. if you end up not getting substanceful answers, the reason that you're not getting really good answers is because there right. isn't a good answer. There isn't. Right. That's powerful. I, th- I think that's great advice, Tom. So I could ask you the last question, Tom. As the CEO of the organization, where do you see Main Squeeze Juice Company? If you could look into a crystal ball maybe <laughs> three years, five years down the road, where do you see the organization, Tom? Wouldn't that be nice to be able to do, huh? <laughs> um, yes, it would. <laughs> three years to five years. Uh, look, I really um, – I really see this brand as one that is um, going into the stratosphere. So, you know, for us, we're going to have almost 30 locations open before the end of this year. Um, We've got a really large pipeline. Uh, I'm believing within the next five years to be able to open another 250 to 300 locations. Um, So that's my goal. That's that's what I'm trying to accomplish, um, you know, really by 2026. Um, right. So Absolutely. again, the, but the truth is, I'm I'm telling you that I'm saying that, but the reality is, none of us have that crystal ball that you're referencing, sure. and, and it would be so awesome if we did. And right. anything that that I'm really saying in terms of the future is more so me visualizing visualizing right. the success in the future and and projecting that success, and that's what I, I see and believe. But the reality is, for me, I'm just focused on today. What are we doing right. today? Are we winning today? And, and making sure that we're winning day by day uh, using the athlete sports analogy. Uh, you know, you got to win every game. You can't think yeah. about the Super Bowl. That's you got to right. win today. You got to win the game that's in front of you. And it's quarter by quarter, half by half. It's play by play. Uh, and it's inch by inch. And that's kind of how we, we think and operate here. That's terrific. What's the best way, Tom, for our listeners to get more information on Main Squeeze Juice Companies? Uh, we can talk about the product line or, of course, especially the franchise opportunity mm-hmm. itself. Are there any websites that they can go to or you can direct them for more information? Yeah, yeah. They can go to um, it's uh, MainSqueezeFranchise.com. Okay. Uh, you could also just go to our regular MainSqueezeJuiceCo.com, and then they have a, a franchise link there. Uh, to inquire about franchising. That's where they can learn more about uh, the franchising opportunity with Main Squeeze. They could submit their inquiry very quickly Mm -hmm. in just a few seconds there. And um, uh, Jesse Williams on my sales team uh, is who would be responding to them uh, promptly uh, after they uh, submit that inquiry. And we just start the conversation. You start, we have a little sales process and a sales track that they would go through. And Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if everything's right on all sides, uh, we end up, you know, doing kind of that discovery day uh, where they come in, meet the team, and uh, kind of let everybody explain. Like kind of we, we let them in, you know, we, we open the hood and let them see the internal operational processes that we have and what the expectations are so that there's no mm-hmm. surprises. And uh, we're really kind of at that point at the very final stage of the discovery day, we're vetting them really more so that they're vetting us uh, at that point. And uh, if we feel like there's a fit, on uh, on all sides, then uh, we green light, we sign the the agreement, and and we get to work. 
That's terrific. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Tom, and I'd already like to invite you back, you know, in the near future, a year or two down the road, because I think this is a wonderful franchise opportunity. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here, and, uh, and I would look forward to that in the future. Thanks, Tom. Likewise. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. For each podcast, you get to hear a great quote in franchising. And today's podcast is being sponsored by Diamond Financial Services. And Diamond Financial is the nation's number one source for business loans with over 50 years of combined experience and established relationships. Financing solutions can be applied to business acquisitions, franchise purchasing or startups, building and leasehold improvements or expansions, equipment purchases, debt restructuring, working capital, franchise fees, or simply the buying out of partners. And if you want more information on Diamond Financial Services, you can click their logo right on our show page of this podcast. Today's great quote in franchising is by Dr. Robert Needham of Franchise Inc. And Dr. Robert Needham is also a franchise author. And we had him on our show. It was about a month ago. And typically on the show, we'll ask... What advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur looking to buy a franchise? And I thought his answer was brilliant, so here we go. Another question we'd like to ask someone like yourself, Dr. Needham, is what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Well, you know, first of all, it's interesting. I believe they have to first find out who they are, meaning are they are they prepared to to work with employees. If not, then they, they don't need to be buying a business that's going to have a lot of employees. They need to be in a business that's maybe just them or maybe one or two others. Um, once they do that, they really need to decide what it is they want this business to do. You know, we have a lot of people call us and say, you know, my wife's a great cook. I want to run a restaurant. <laughs> you know, uh, but there's, that, there's, a, there's a big gap between being a great cook and, and being a restaurateur. Right. And so what we do is we try to find out what they really, you know, the old uh, saying, I believe, uh, you know, I don't know who actually gets credit for originally quoting. It's certainly not me, but the old saying that people don't buy drills because they want drills, they buy drills because they want holes. That's right, yeah. What we try to do is find out what is it that they really want, and the franchise is just the vehicle to get them to their dream. So often when we're talking with them, we find out that it's freedom or financial independence, which, you know, is really freedom still. Uh, and they really want to be able to control their own destiny or some of those kind of things. So then we start looking at the business 
and we start explaining the business from that direction, and it's really independent of what the business does because there is no perfect business, as you know. Uh, Every business has something that's not great about it, and every business has something that's super fantastic about it, and we try to help them understand those various things. That's interesting. We had a couple guests a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Needham, uh, from uh, Fish Window Cleaning. There was two young gentlemen. They worked for uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car for many years, and they were very frustrated. They were working 50, 60 hours a week, I think it was, Don, they were mentioning. And uh, they were surprised at first. They ended up in the the window cleaning business. They, They said in a million years they never imagined buying that kind of franchise. But it's just match what they were looking to do you know they just wanted uh flexible hours where they can get home early and uh, uh spend weekends with their family and things like that you know right so, they did a, a lot of due diligence and right. a lot of questions and um and points of what they wanted in a franchise system and that met most or maybe all of what they were looking for right and they're very and, happy now you know so uh but yeah it was just interesting they never pictured it in a million years one of our top female consultants uh, was a uh, regional. I love that quote from Dr. Needham. Uh, it's a famous quote. It says, people don't buy drills because they need a drill. People buy a drill because they need a hole. And, you know, the same thing applies to franchising. People don't buy a franchise simply to buy a franchise. People buy a franchise as a means to an end where they want more uh, freedom or they want to spend more time with their family. So, uh, once again, another great quote in franchising. So, again, we hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast. And once again, we'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, we'll see you again soon for another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.